Hello and welcome to Chop Chop. I am your host, Donna O'Driscoll. This podcast is sponsored by Ruth's Kitchen. Hello and welcome to Chop Chop. I am your host, Donna O'Driscoll. Today is the day that I'd like to tell you my story. From a very young age, I have been cooking in the kitchen with my grandparents and they were a huge influence on my life in terms of where my career was to go and all my passions around food. So my Welsh grandparents lived in India in the 50s and when they came back to England after living there, um, they brought a lot of influence back with them. And when they retired back to Wales, we would go on holidays there in the summer And my granddad used to grow his own herbs. He'd grow his own chilies. He used to make his own chutneys. He loved making very spicy curries. So from a very early age, we were around a lot of different flavor and spice and things like this that we probably wouldn't have been around if they hadn't had that influence of living in India. My mom worked in lots of restaurants and cafes throughout my childhood. And my Irish grandmother, my Cork grandmother was a fantastic baker and her mother was a great cook as well. And she worked in London before she got married in kind of like the upstairs, downstairs style. And um, she brought a lot of those skills back with her. And when she had her own family and got married, she passed those skills on to her daughters and sons. So I suppose food has been a huge influence in our family in terms of people going into it as a career. And And sometimes it was just out of necessity to make a few bob. That influence was passed on to me and I just found it very interesting from an early age. We lived in England till I was eight and when we moved back here I would have spent a lot of time with my Irish grandmother and as I say she was a great baker and uh, she was quite funny because you could never get a recipe off her. She'd make amazing fluffy scones, apple tarts, battenbergs, oh gattos the whole lot. We picking up ideas from magazines that she used to get. And we used to watch cookery shows together a lot as well. But she never had a recipe. And, you know, coming from being a chef and then training as a pastry chef, it's instilled in you when you're doing pastry and cakes that you have to use a recipe and everything has to be weighed exact because it's a science, which it is. But for some reason, my grandmother just did not have to weigh anything. And everything used to turn out perfect. So I'd say to her, what was in that now? A bit of this and a bit of that. And that's all you'd get. And unfortunately, when she passed away, none of us had recipes from her because she was just a very gifted, natural person at baking. But uh, it, it was just funny, like, because, you know, another person with probably a different skill set wouldn't be as lucky just putting a bit of flour and eggs and, you know, making a gorgeous cake on Sunday afternoons when I was about eight years old. The old master chef would be on BBC and it was very fancy at the time. It's not as relatable as it is now, I suppose. And Lloyd Grossman used to be the presenter and he was super posh. He was American, but he was super, super posh. He almost sounded like posh English. And it would be on around four, half four. And I'd be running in, like leaving my friends. See you later, where are you going? I'm just going to watch MasterChef with my nan. And the two would be on the couch and we used to be wetting ourselves laughing about all the different dishes that they were doing because I suppose we loved food. We loved watching cookery shows, but like our knowledge wouldn't have been that strong in the sense of like fancy kind of cooking is what we used to call it. So they'd be doing venison now and they'd be doing like blackberry jus and all this kind of stuff. And we'd be like, Jesus, that's very fancy. But um, it was just our thing. And we we used to get a great kick out of all the fancy menus. So that's one of like my earliest memories of like starting to really like love food and start to cook at home. And my the biggest thing I used to do, and I'd say my parents used to be allergic to me, I used to make raspberry buns. And they were kind of like a queen cake, but you would put jam into them. But they used to go like molten lava, you know, in the oven. (laughs) 
So I'd make them nearly every day and I'd be like, can you take them out of the oven? And then I'd try and give them to people hot and your fingers be getting burned for all the jam or whatever. They were divine. I'll actually have to post the recipe. It's a really old cookbook that my dad had when he was a child. The recipe's in that. But uh, I used to make them and then I used to make a tarte au citron and the pastry was like a vanilla pastry. It was a, a traditional old French cookbook. I kind of like mastered my pastry through that recipe but they used to have lemon tart and raspberry buns coming out their ears. And then I'd use every pot, pan, rolling pin, bowl, spoon in the whole house. So my mom used to be delighted with me. But they they used to give out about the mess now, but they always encouraged me cooking, you know. And then eventually, sure, I was cooking their dinners. They were delighted. And then I suppose when I was about 14, I got my first job with my mom. It was in a cafe in Paul Street Shopping Centre. And I was just brushing the floors Wednesday afternoon, Saturday, Saturdays to work the full day brushing the floors, cleaning the tables, bringing the trays back into the kitchen and everything else. They let me go on sandwiches there for a little bit, but um, I'd say I wasn't great now with the old sandwiches at the time. I was a bit, I suppose, you know, when you're 14, you're just going, oh yeah, sure, it's just a sandwich. Whereas now I'd be like, it's not just a sandwich, it's somebody's lunch. So I'd say the owner used to be thrilled with me with the tiny little bit of chicken going out into the, the sandwiches. So that was my first job. I worked in an Irish college throughout the summer with my mom again. My mom was great for getting me jobs. It used to keep me busy during the summer. So I worked in an Irish college doing breakfast lunch for like 200 kids with a load of other 16 year olds 15 16 year olds that used to be great crack and then when I was 17 I left school I wasn't very academic I suppose I used to love going to school for the crack but like I definitely wasn't there to learn anything (laughs) just there for the laugh and there because I had to be there and as soon as I was able to leave I left I wouldn't recommend it for everybody I was on that path of like definitely wanting to into the food industry. So I knew I was on the right track, but I probably went around it the hardest way. And you know, when you're 17, you think you know it all and you know nothing. But like it worked out for me, thankfully. And I don't think I would have been allowed leave and kind of go down that path if they hadn't believed that I was absolutely like really going to be in the catering industry. So when I was about 16, Jamie Oliver came out and he had this new way of doing things because I kind of grew up with like Delia Smith and Mary Berry and all that. And they are fantastic and they all have a place. But I feel like food was kind of changing and people were traveling more and there was just this kind of like change and vibe that was coming around that like I really got excited about cooking and like I really wanted to be a chef and I know at the time there was lots of celebrity chefs and chefs that were in the industry that I kind of came across when I started working full-time, didn't like that kind of thing because it was kind of giving them, I, I, I don't know, some people liked them, some people didn't, but I know a lot of chefs that I worked with, like, oh, celebrity chefs or whatever, they don't know anything, they're this or whatever, but I absolutely love Jamie Oliver, I love Gordon Ramsay, I love Angela Hartnett, and there's loads of chefs that came out from that era that got um, a pedestal and they have fantastic cookbooks and they teach people so much stuff, like they're so well-travelled, they're so passionate and they really put research and time and effort into all their recipes and they have big teams behind them and everything. And I think now more than ever, these kind of celebrity chefs and, and cooks that are on the TV really help people come into the industry. Because I think if it wasn't for them, like, you know, it's hard enough as it is to get people to start. So like it does kind of ignite passion in people and all these Instagram food bloggers and everything. It's I think it's really important and it's definitely where my passion for like wanting to become a chef came from was like from seeing Jamie Oliver seeing him on all his cookery shows working um you know having the crack and all this no it obviously wasn't like his cookery shows in reality 
But I just feel like it installs this different level of want to cook for people. And that's my absolute why. That's why I became a chef. That's why I've always cooked. It's why I love watching cookery shows. It's everything. It's all about, I love feeding people. I love people having a good time from food that I've given them. So whether it was when I was working in a restaurant or just cooking a meal for like my family at home, we always pull out the stops and we just love letting people relax, put their feet up and let us look after you with food. I know that sounds corny, but that is my why. And I feel like, if I didn't have that love and passion for feeding people, I don't think I would have lasted this long in the industry. And I'd say a lot of chefs wouldn't. They, it's it's just something that is is in you to just want to like cook really good food for people. So like I love making people happy through food. So between the jigs and the reels, I'm working everywhere and learning my craft and taking everything in and doing the the old slog as they say to kind of become better at what you do. So I suppose when I started. I had a great knowledge of food, but like my skill set didn't match it. And that takes a while to kind of catch up what it did. So when I was, I think I was 33 when I set up Roots Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, I was. I wanted to go out on my own because I suppose when you're a chef, you work hard and it's kind of thankless in some ways. Not in all ways, but like you're definitely working hard, working hard, working hard. And sometimes you kind of just kind of get lost in that kind of cycle of um, being wrecked all the time and and working long hours and nights and everything so I was like okay I'm doing this anyway I might as well try and give it a bash for myself so I set up Roots Kitchen because I wanted to provide lovely lunches to people that work in an office offices individually is how I started so they'd order online you'd get your individual lunch the menu used to change every day always use local produce as much as I can and because I feel like in Cork anyway you can't not use it because everything is so amazing and I started doing that. And then through that, it trickled into meeting managers in the offices. And then I was able to secure contracts through that. So that's how my business kind of grew. But at the core, it's still wanting to make people's day better because of the food that we provide. So I know, again, I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but that's what it's all about. I mean, that's that's the game we're in, you know, just to give people some sort of a nice glimmer of you know glimmer of niceness throughout their day whether it's a sandwich a bowl of soup or a main course it's it's really what we love to do and it's what myself and my team always aspire to do everything every menu every plan every theme that we do every supplier that we get it all comes down to oh our customers are going to love this because blah 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 blah. so that's literally where um, Ruth's Kitchen came from and the idea for all that and then obviously I started Chop Chop last year I suppose I had a blog when I was about 22 it was called whipping up a storm it's still up there actually and I kind of got into that and then I had my daughter so I kind of knocked it on the head and I didn't kind of continue on with it so I felt like I still had that need or want or kind of itch to kind of set up a food blog and put my recipes out there and 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 actually just help people do the best the best recipes that I can to help people cook in the kitchen easily because there's a lot of noise out there and it's kind of hard I I find from talking to my friends and family members when they're trying to make a recipe and there's like a million different ingredients or if they want to cater for somebody at home. So say, for instance, if you want to do a communion and you're like, oh, I couldn't do that because I don't know how to make a salad or whatever. So salads are my absolute passion. I said I've said passion about 20 times already on this episode, but salads are my absolute passion because they're seasonal there's huge variety in them you can put like different flavors from all around the world and anybody that knows me they know that like middle eastern flavors are my absolute thing i incorporate them into all my menus i love spice i absolutely adore chickpeas flatbreads 
falafels, hummus, anything like that. I just absolutely love. I just think there's masses of flavor. And when you're working in a daytime kind of environment, they're fantastic for lunch and everything. So I just love the fact that salads can incorporate all these different flavors and by using local produce so you can have a bag of like carrots that were like grown down the road and you can actually make it into something so wonderful with a bit of spice and roasting them and adding some gorgeous herbs and everything so salads would be my absolute passion and I want to show people that like making salad doesn't have to be a big hassle they're very cheap they're very easy to make and um, you don't need a huge skill set to do it. So that's where Chop Chop came from. And then through that, I was thinking, God, I'd love to start a food podcast. I haven't seen many around. And I'd love to be able to give people, producers, foodies, chefs, like a little platform to talk about their passion and to have a laugh along the way. Because like I always say, if you work in a kitchen, you have to have a good sense of humor. And I love having a good laugh and I love hearing people's culinary dilemmas and funny stories and working in the kitchen, professional kitchen for 20 years. I have so many funny stories and they actually like when you're trying to relay them to people, sometimes you'd be just skating, laughing, trying to let them out. And sometimes they're not even relevant and people don't find them funny, but we have loads and loads of stories from the kitchen. So um, I just think, well, if we have stories, other people must have them from cooking at home, you know? That's what I want to bring into it, like a nice fun element, give people some culinary advice, favorite recipes, showcase producers and everything else that we can in, in Ireland and, and just have crack while we're doing it. So that's my story. I hope you like Chop Chop and we have lots of fantastic guests coming. So I really hope that you can spread the word and follow my podcast because it will really help it grow. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the follow button as it will really help my podcast grow. Follow me on Instagram at chopchop underscore dot IE for news of events, recipes and tips. Bye.